Hello, my name is Jonathan Swift, the Content Director of Insurance Post. Welcome to the sixth and final podcast relating to the Future Focus 2030 series brought to you by Insurance Post in association with Arisk, in which we set a hypothesis about how an insurance class might look at the end of the decade and get the market to comment on it. Today, we're looking at ecosystems and a hypothesis that, among other things, has seen the creation of smart roads and smart cities opening up a more holistic digital ecosystem in which non-traditional insurance players now play a greater role. And where many insurers and brokers have accepted their role as either a partner in a broader non-insurance ecosystem or have built their own ecosystems by forging their own relationships with non-insurance businesses. For today's podcast, I'm joined by Vivek Vizudeva, the CIO of Insurance Solutions at Verisk, to specifically look at the roadmap of how we might get from today to the picture outlined in the associated article. Hello, Vivek. Good morning. It's a good afternoon here, but... <laughs> oh, good <laughs> afternoon. Hear... I'm sorry. That's <laughs> yeah, right. I hear it's a lot sunnier in San Francisco than it is here. So, Vivek, just to start, can I just ask, um, how have collaborations evolved within the insurance ecosystems and how do, how do you see them changing in the future? I think we're starting to evolve collaborations from a supplier viewpoint where they're just providing something to you to more of a partnership where people are working together to solve problems for the insureds. And that evolution to partnership is still in progress and needs to accelerate. And the other big trend right now that's evolving is the increase in digital relationships, use of APIs to integrate the two organizations. So can I ask them, I mean, what are the key what are the key characteristics that you look for when choosing partners to be part of an insurance ecosystem? Well, as we, we've been talking, it's more of a journey that we're on to 2030. So you really need to uh, take a look at do you trust this partner? Because you're going to no one's going to have every solution that you need today. They're going to need to evolve with you and create things with you to solve the problems that you may not even exist today, but certainly solve today's problems. So you have the confidence that they're going to be around for that journey? And do they have the right technology, the right data, the right analytics that is complementary to your business model and an extension of what you do? And then last, you know, how easy are they to do business with? Are they flexible? Do they have rapid response? Because as the old saying goes, when things are going right, everybody is a good partner. But when things go wrong, it's those that really differentiate themselves by stepping up, owning up to the situation and helping you solve those problems when things go wrong that are the true partners that you have. So Vivek, um, you know, carrying on that theme of partners, do you see a prominent role for insurtechs within these ecosystems? Yes, one thing I really like about insurtechs is, is at a minimum, they're helping us understand what's possible and they're pushing the entire industry to improve with some of their new ideas. So there's going to be a broad role. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it could be that some of them will sell their technology or secret sauce, and that will get blended into the insurance ecosystem. Uh, Others will evolve into major players and maybe become ecosystems themselves and integrate seamlessly into the processes. Um, others will stay as point players you know, between the insurance companies and become ecosystems just for them in point solutions. And of course, being insure startups, many of them will be just unsuccessful and, and fade away. 
And talking again, I mean, following on that theme of partners, I mean, what role do you see for non-insurance, non-traditional organisations uh, playing in, in insurance ecosystems? That's a good question because, you know, I think if you look at 10 years from now, companies that were not really even considered part of the ecosystem will very much are starting to connect to the insurance industry, but in 10 years will be seamlessly connected. Um, things like Apple, uh, AT&T, Tesla, any smart car will be automatically kind of blended into the ecosystem. It, we may not even think of the two as separate and it's quite possible that the insurance industry, and I think it's quite likely actually, um, that the insurance industry will become an ecosystem for some of these non-insurance organizations. So with that in mind, Vivek, do you think that we won't even refer to these as insurance ecosystems as a result of the involvement of these non-insurance, non-traditional organizations, you know, and will insurance just be part of a broader ecosystem? I think that's a, a good point. And I definitely agree that in time, the lines between insurance and the insurance ecosystems will become so blurry that we won't really think of them as separate uh, constructs. I instead, there'll be solutions. You know, you will um, you'll, you'll procure a an item and that entire ecosystem, the singular ecosystem, not the two, will, will serve your insurance and, 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 and needs right then and there. Um, and that's where uh, other entities, you know, will be seamlessly woven in with insurance and it won't be like two separate uh, procurements that you have to do. You have to buy the thing and then insure it. It'll all be kind of bundled together seamlessly. So the success of any, of any ecosystem, I think, is data flow. I think data flow is key here and the data flow between the participants. What do those involved need to do to make sure this is achieved? Yeah, there's a couple of things that, that absolutely need to happen, and, and that involves data security and privacy. And we're starting to see a lot of that today, uh, both in, in Europe and, and in, in the world, really. And we've got to keep the individual's personal data, their bank information, their important driver license numbers and those kind of things, very secure. And if we can get to a seamless ecosystem, it's quite possible that we'll be able to tokenize that sensitive data and then use those tokens in the ecosystem so that if any bad actors actually got a hold of that information, there's very little they can do with it. Giving people comfort that as they are buying into this ecosystem, that their personal information will be secure, I think is critical. And the second thing is the data rights usage has to be very clear and transparent. Uh, today, you see some people say, well, I got this very proprietary set of data. It can only be used in certain ways because I don't want others to necessarily use it in ways I don't want them to. That's not always as clear and transparent. But if you're going to have a digitized ecosystem, those agreements need to be understood up front. So that way we can digitize the work that needs to be done and stay within the proper boundaries. Can I ask you that, how important is the penetration of 5G and yeah, maybe 6 or 7G um, along the way to help insurance ecosystems flourish and grow between now and 2030? Yeah. I think that the ecosystems are going to flourish and grow with or without 5G, 6G, 7G, whatever comes down the pipe. But I think that technology will just absolutely accelerate 
the digital ecosystem, especially those that are data, in data intensive. If you think about the ability to rapidly transfer data from a local device to the cloud or to a central service and back the other way, that will allow for distributed di computing opportunities. Some processes may be better on your app in your smart device by pulling data from the central source, taking some photos or a video, and using AI on the device to send up some information back. And that's going to reduce cycle times as you get the process decision-making much faster with that speed of data transfer, the improved analytics that are coming with the um, ever-increasing processing capabilities of all these devices. So it's going to be important but not, you know, it'll happen anyway, but it will accelerate it for sure. So in terms of practical examples of that, uh, how do you see insurance ecosystems helping customers in the event of a, a NAT cat or a surge in the future? Well, that, that, that I believe uh, a natural cat or a surge is a real good example of a situation that benefits from ecosystems. Because that's, that's the time when everything's happening at once. And if you can work with your ecosystem to really reduce the time it takes to process a claim and provide benefits, that's going to differentiate a carrier from the competition. So if you think of a, a natural catastrophe, that's when you may have a, a total loss and the ecosystem that's able to come together and provide real-time payments or real-time replacement of critical things for the insureds versus, you know, compare that to today's example where many people are still getting a paper check. The banks could be closed because of the uh, catastrophe. Um, so now if you can help solve that problem quicker, like within real time, 24 hours, 48 hours, rather than having your insureds go out and having to take time to procure items or get themselves situated with their own um, resources, that's going to be the real differentiator in the tomorrow. So Vivek, to, to conclude, I'd like to talk about the, the human aspect. And in order for insurance businesses to flourish in the future, based on the changing nature of the ecosystems they're part of, what talents and skill sets do they need to attract to, to basically make the most of them? I'd like to rely on a quote. I can't remember who said it, and that is software ate the world. <laughs> and that is really that skill set between the business need and technology. Those lines have completely blurred. Business is technology today and technology is business. And that's a unique skill set to really understand how to solve problems using technology in a digital manner. Um, so that's kind of one key element. The second key element is we've been talking about ecosystems that are essentially uh, underneath the covers, they're partnerships, they're tight partnerships. Are you someone that has partnership capability? Are you a good collaborator with others? Can you clearly communicate um, when we talked about the data rights usage? Are we going to be able to clearly communicate what we need from our partners and what we expect from them and what they need from us and what we need to deliver to them to help our common customer? Well, Vivek, thanks for offering your insights on, on ecosystems. Thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. So remember to check out the associated article on ecosystems uh, online in print and the app edition in, at Insurance Post. And if you've missed any of the previous ones focused on motor, property, personal injury, the London market or climate change, you can catch up now. This brings to a close the Future, Future Focus 2030 series brought to you by Insurance Post in association with Risk. 
I hope you've enjoyed it. Goodbye. Goodbye.